Welcome, Elder Emos. On today's episode of the Elder Emo Hours podcast, join the Elder Emo Hours crew as they sit with Matt from Title Holder. Welcome, Elder Emos. I am Sammy. I'm your host tonight. And I'm Brittany. And on tonight's episode of the Elder Emo Hours podcast, we have Matt from Title Holder. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How are you? (laughs) Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Oh, excited to have you. (laughs) I'm an Elder Emo. Oh, yeah. What's up? Aren't we all? Are we all? Come on. Loud and we proud. We live that life. It was never a face. Yeah. That's <laughs> I don't know. We'll talk to some babies in this podcast. So Yeah, the the youngins, they don't know. They don't know what we went through. They don't know what we lived through. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. So so talk to us a little bit about title holder. Um we've checked out your music and everything, getting serious less than Jake vibes. Oh. from title holder i like to hear that yeah. that's cool um that. yeah the first time we watched a music video i immediately said them and i was like it's totally less than jake vibes yeah and britney has been jamming to you guys all day long today <laughs> nice <laughs> awesome um, so talk to us about that where'd the name come from where how did you guys meet like what's the story behind title holder and i'll ask you that question later let's start with that one cool 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 yeah so Title holder was like born out of the pandemic. I, um, I was in a situation where I was out of work as soon as the pandemic hit last, or oh my God, last two, two years ago in March. It um, feels like last year. Oh, dude, time just keeps moving faster and faster. Um, I'm, I'm sitting around feeling sorry for myself and I'm like, you know, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do in my life. Like what the hell, what, what's going on? Um, you know what? I'm just going to like start demoing out some like random like ska stuff, like things that I was into when I was 15. Like, you know what? Let's just go for it. And I just I started recording in Logic just a couple like little demos of of some fun ska songs like ska punk, very less than Jake, very boss tones vibes. Um, And it is June, July of 2020. And I'm listening to the first episode of Krista Makes a Podcast, his podcast podcast that he has online where he's you know breaking down songs with artists and talking about all you know how they came how those songs came to be um the first episode is him talking to john feldman and at the very end he says hey there's nothing going on the world is closed if you have songs and you're looking for a producer i'm opening my email to submissions hit me up and so actually, I you know I had this like I had this one song that I was working on, and I said to my my girlfriend at the time, now my fiance, I was like I should send it to him, and she was like Yeah, do it, and I went oh, I don't know I I don't th- I don't think I'm gonna I don't think I'm gonna, and she goes Dude, freaking do it, and I was like All right, all right, I, I got his email I agree now. With her. Yeah, so I sent it over, and within 20 minutes he hit me back and was like This is awesome. What are you doing? And wanted to hear another song, wanted to hear more. So then I was like, oh shit. Okay. So I guess this one ska punk song should, I got to like do some more shit with this. Um, Mm -hmm. and that was where this started to snowball. So the summer of 2020, I started writing all the songs that you're hearing now. Um, we geared up to go to the studio in February of 2021. Um, I worked with, uh, 
so I, yeah, I worked with Chris to makes uh, virtually. Basically, what we would do is I would send him a demo, and then we would hop on a Zoom call, and he would critique it. He would say, "Hey, you know, like I love this pre-chorus. This is cool. Let's do something different with this chorus." And he just kind of basically mentored me as far as like, "Hey, if I was going to be on this song, this is what I would do." Um, he didn't rewrite anything. He really helped with kind of arrangement stuff, which was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, it was like trying to act cool and not be starstruck in those situations. Like even yeah. though it was just on a Zoom call, I'm still like, I'm like, like oh yeah, yeah, oh, oh, oh totally, yeah, yeah. That that sounds like a great idea, man. Um, I, yeah, I put that, I put that bridge there too. Yeah, those lyrics are whack. Uh, you know, stuff like that. But and then uh, at the end, you might throw up. <laughs> oh, dude! Every single time, you know, what was funny is like, you know, I would do these one-hour sessions with him a week, at once a week, and we did them for months, and it was really, really awesome experience. But at the end of that call, I was like walking around like my my shit didn't stink all day. I was like, I'm am I'm amazing, <laughs> like you know. So it, it was like, all right, cool guy, chill out, chill out, dude. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm like, call, I'm like calling dudes that I played in bands with like three or four years ago. And I'm like, guess what I did today? And they're like, Oh, Oh, great. Good for you, Matt. Um, <laughs> but, um, so yeah, we, we worked on a big collection of songs. We did about six or seven together. And then, um, I got in touch with my buddy, Nick. So Nick, he plays in a band called man overboard, but he also records in a at a studio called the Gradwell house in South Jersey. And I've been working with him for four or five years on all the projects that I've been trying to get off the ground. And so when I was working on this and I was really happy with where it was, um, I knew I wanted to go to Nick for it. Um, so I hit up Nick. I said, hey, I've got all these like ska punk songs. I don't got a name for anything. Like I just have, a, I have this idea. I've been working with Chris from Less Than Jake. Um, can I come to the studio and, and, and work with you? He says, yes, we booked the time. Um, but I didn't have anybody to play horns. I like, I did all the, um, I played bass. I played guitar on everything. Obviously I sang on everything. Um, but I was like, I don't really, I'm not like a great drummer and I don't have any horn players. Nick goes, Oh, do you mind if I drum on it? And I was like, Oh, oh sure. Oh, you want it? You want to drum on it, Nick? Okay, cool, dude. So, you know, Nick from man overboard is, is just slapping drums on this whole record and it's awesome. Um, and then he's like, oh, I can find some horn players for you. Um, within like a day, he texts me and he's like, yo, so, uh, this, this guy, John James Ryan, he plays in a band called keep flying. I'm like, I know keep flying. He's like, uh, he listened to the songs. He's down to play sax. Um, this guy, Dave Heck, who plays in this band you might've heard of Aaron West in the roaring twenties. He said he loves the songs. He wants to play trombone on it. Um, and I sent the tracks over to Matt Stewart from Streetlight Manifesto, and he says he'd like you to call him because he's down to play. So all these guys all jumped on board to play in the studio for these songs, and that is where this all began. We all got together uh, in the same space, February of 2021, and it was an amazing experience. I know that that was very long, but that was... No, that, no, no. In a nutshell, no, that was it. that's awesome. <clears throat> yeah. It's like everything just fell into place all at once. It was crazy. If the one, and that's see, that's like the the one. It's like one of the best stories to say. You literally took a shot in the dark, and look what happened. I, you know, ultimately, like, I I keep telling this to everybody that I talk to about this experience, and it's just like, it never hurts to ask. It like if if 
if you feel like you need to reach out, like just do it. Like, you know, it's scarier when things are in person too. You know, when like, if you see somebody at a show, it's like, oh, I feel weird, like saying hi to you, but like, you know, you can send a million emails out a day and that's what everybody's doing now. You know, I mean, that's how I found y'all like, you know, I mean, reach out to people and just say hi. It never hurts mm-hmm. to, to make a new friend. Mm-hmm. That's all. Oh, yeah. Been no, doing. I can completely agree with that because, <laughs> yeah, because I'll say that's all we've been doing is like yeah. between TikTok and emails and things and Instagram. It's like, yeah. you know what? I'm going to shoot my shot. Like I'm just going to shoot my shot and see what happens or all day emailing people or messaging people. That's what we've gotten. Like so many incredible people like prime example. We haven't told anybody this yet, but I shot my shot with Jared from Bowling for Soup. And he accepted. Yo, like he's awesome. Like yeah. all I did was shoot, and I literally said that I was like, "I'm going to shoot my shot." Yeah. What would it take for me to get you on our podcast? And he was like, "Just message me. I'm around." And I was like, "Hell yeah! Stop it!" Yes. <laughs> she told me, and I literally almost like shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> like, Stop it! Like I listened to Bowling for Soup when I was in middle school and high school. It just takes me back, and I freaking love them. Like I cannot wait. They're so good. You know what? You know what's actually really funny. So he has a he has a podcast with uh, uh, Danny Freeman, who plays in a band of few too many. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. made the theme song for their uh, their podcast. Really? Yeah. So they have they have like a six. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It, it was like totally random. So I'm friends with Danny on on Facebook, and like two three weeks ago, he posts, "Hey, does anybody like?" Anybody I'm friends with make jingles? I'm looking for someone to make a theme song for our podcast. And just as like a joke, I commented on it and I was like, oh, they used to call me the jingle king in high school. And he, I like, I was just kind of being facetious. I was like trying to be sarcastic and troll him. And then he messaged me and he was like, dude, hey, so can you do that? And I was like, I got, yeah, I've got like a little production space here. I could, I make all my demos here. Um, I was like, yeah, I'll make you one. Can I, can I send you a, a, a concept in like an hour? And it was like six in the morning. Like he's based out of England. So, or, or London or wherever he, I'm not sure where he is in the UK. Um, right. But I think it was like dinner time where he was and it was like six in the morning and I'm like, you know, like waking up from going pee or something. And I was like, I guess I'll start working on this now. Cause this is cool. Um, and I made like a, I made like a 40 second spot for music networking one Oh one. So if you watch it, it's, uh, they do music networking one one once a month. And I am the, uh, the beginning theme for it. <laughs> the jingle. Yeah. That's so I'm, the ja- I'm the jingle. I'm working on another one right now for, uh, um, this guy told me he is, uh, he, he's Kevin Smith's cousin. The, from the the director, the mall rats oh. and clerks. Yeah, and I just sent him a jingle, so I think I might quit title holder and just start writing jingles. Oh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> if oh you God, guys need, need a, a jingle, we need, we need a. Yeah, if you need a jingle, <laughs> like I'm, Dude. I'm ready to go. Like we do need a jingle because we haven't done that yet. That's on my to do list. <laughs> So ultimately what we do is rechange this podcast. So instead of it being title holder, it's the Jingle King. The Jingle the King. Jingle <laughs> King. <laughs> Matt Sullivan, the Jingle King. Goodness. We're not going to talk about title holder anymore. It's just the Jingle King. <laughs> That's all it is from this point forward. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. I love it. I love That's it. awesome. I love okay. It. Now I have to, 
I have to ask this question. Lay the band name and group name is Title Holder. Yes. Do you hold any titles? Do I hold any titles? I hold... Other than Jingle King. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, Jingle King is the coolest <laughs> title that I have now. <clears throat> I lost you over here, but you're, I can still hear you, I think. Which one? Samit. It says Samit is gone. Of course. Oh, I see you still, though. That's crazy. It says... Just thing. Sorry, sorry. Um, Jing, uh, you know what? It's still recording. I'm... Um, I don't really, uh, I don't really hold any titles besides the Jingle King. I want Jingle King. Like, I want a belt buckle that says that now. <laughs> that would be awesome. Oh my god! So that's gonna be on our list to make him a belt buckle that yeah, says yeah. the Jingle King. So no, I, I, we'll um, I, I came up. You know, I didn't, I didn't come up with that name. I'm, I'm such a huge fan of the Interrupters, and, um, they have a song called Title Holder. And when, while I was watching their their live from Japan um, DVD thing that they put out. They put out a live stream over the course of 2021. And um, I just loved, I loved the vibe of, of what he was saying. The, um, the, um, the guitar player, Kevin, you know, before that, so while that song has like the intro rolling, they're like, this is a fight song about like fighting depression and fighting anxiety and, and fighting addiction. And, you know, like, you know, being a title holder, everything that he said about what those lyrics were. And then when I like reread the lyrics while I was listening to the song, I was like, oh, I totally identify with everything that this song is about. And that's a cool friggin' name. And, you know, just like shot in the dark, went on Spotify and type in title holder and there's no bands called that. Went on Bandcamp, there's no bands called that. And I was like, and again, you know, fiance, she was like, you should make that a name. Let's like, let's do that like right now. So her, her and I have been, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of like the uh, president and, and vice president of, of this this uh, yeah right she now. seems like she she's like awesome she's running the show behind the scenes all of the art oh. yeah all all of the artwork all the graphic design has all been orchestrated by her danielle finelli um you you're amazing you you are you, you are rocking this thing so Aww. she's she's really really doing an amazing job um you know right now we are gearing up to put out like the EP as a whole and she's designing like the, you know, the final artwork and we're thinking about, you know, everything for, for 2022 and it's a lot of fun. Ooh. Oh, absolutely. That's great. So we're talking this new EP. What, what can you tell us about said new EP that's coming out? So the, what can you divulge to us? Everything. I will tell you everything that I have. This is the exclusive. Um, so yes. the, the EP is going to be titled, you heard it here first, heard it here first <laughs> as, as I hold a capo, I, I, I fidget, I, I fidget, I fidget. Um, <laughs> so I, uh, yeah, the, the EP is going to be named after the title track of it, which is called story of my life, um, which is really fun because story of my life is, you know, all encompassing of everything. Um, all these songs have been a piece of, of my past, a piece of things that are happening now and, you know, things that I see happening in my future. So 
it only feels right that this is, you know, I wasn't sure that I was going to call the EP story of my life. I, I knew that this song obviously was going to be called that. Um, but it just made more sense. The more we were talking about it and looking at it, we're like, you know, this totally is like a perfect wrap up for this collection of songs. Like call, call the whole EP story of my life. Um, and it was the first song that I showed Chris that made him call me back and go, yo, like keep making these songs. So I made, I made this, this title track story of my life, um, July, August of 2020 and it was it were or, or, or around there but it, it was the first one that i had that i was like i think this is a concept i could show chris and when i sent it to him you know we worked on it and kind of developed it a little bit more um but i'm really excited for it it's we're we're planning to roll it out we're just finishing the artwork right now um but we're having it mixed and we're having it mastered next week so the week of what are we in right now? We're March five. This I'm I'm planning to. I want to get enough behind it, advertisement wise and marketing wise. Um, so we're. I think maybe the last week of March is when this will this will pop out. So if this is out by March, um, or beginning of April, it'll be blooming on the internet right then and there, and I'll be flooding the, the airwaves with tons of sponsored ads and annoying everybody. That's been like a really fun thing too is um on on my TikTok I, I do like a, a Tales from the Comment section and every time somebody like just starts talking shit, I just like screenshot it and feature that as a TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> That's smart. Like, That's so it. smart. <laughs> I'm like, whatever. So then speaking of TikTok, let's let's go that route because I, I love asking this question. Um how do you feel that social media and TikTok and everything has impacted the music scene? I mean, it's been such a huge help for everybody. I mean, you know, there, there's like all these guys on TikTok that are like music industry gurus and they're still like saying how much you need a record label and stuff. And I don't know. I mean, the fact that we have all these tools at our disposal now, it never was that way before. Like you don't need, I don't know. I don't necessarily think you need a record label right now. Like if you need money, you know, you can find investors. Like you can do everything that you need to get done. If you want to drop a project, you know, of course things get expensive, but I mean, the entire world is a click away and it's just about, you know, um, a lot, a lot of people say, you know, just being you be, be the most authentic version of you on the internet and it will be well received. You know, inevitably people are going to come out of the woodwork and talk shit, but you know, screw them. But yeah, I, I love it. Yeah. I feel like, uh, I agree with that. Like the one thing that we stated when we started this podcast and everything is we wanted to we want to help support the music scene and everything yeah. that's there as much as we can. But we also want people who are listening or watching for that matter to see like the artists for who they are. Yeah. Like they're actual people. It's they're not just the music because personally I fall in love more with a band. If I know them as a person versus just what their music, like, yeah, I love their music, but if I love them as an individual, it's going to be like, yeah, totally. Absolutely. Like I love these guys. hundred percent. Yeah. And I feel like, TikTok's also a great way for a lot of, especially independent artists or 
things like that to be in contact with their fans more so than anything else. It's huge. It's huge. Which is incredible to watch. I love it. And it, 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 I mean, what you said was a, a fantastic point. It's just like getting to know the people behind the band. It absolutely, you know, how, how much fun was it when you got like that, you know, behind the scenes DVD from one of your favorite bands? Like, I remember I used to watch the, like the, I think it was like the 2002 newfound glory DVD, whatever the hell that was. Mm-hmm. I watched that until the CD was broken in my DVD, player, <laughs> you know, and I, I can still, I did the same thing with the simple plan one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and I mean, you just, you connect with them and it, it makes it so much more of a fun experience. Oh yeah. And it's just like, it's also really interesting to, to watch. And one thing that we've pointed out that when we were growing up in the different music scenes and things like that, like in the early 2000s and everything, the music scene was a huge thing then, but yeah. then it's like the scene and everything that we're in and the genres and everything that we're all into took like a five to seven year hiatus. Yeah. It was like, it's like, it was, it was preparing for its comeback, right, right. which is kind of the era that we're in now. It's like, it's like it's like the scene is back and it's taken it's taken back what it lost in the past five to seven years i'm so and it's crazy i'm so stoked for what the next like three to five years holds for like us too (laughs) it seriously is back it's back in full force and i'm yeah i'm freaking there for it you know Mm-hmm. I can't wait. There's I, so I, much nostalgia. Yeah. As well. And also, you know, like what you're doing and what other podcasts are doing, like th- in two, three years time, you know, y'all are going to be running freaking networks. Like th- this isn't just going to be a little, a little thing on the internet, you know, like this is the, the ground floor. These years are the ground floor of something that's going to, you know, be big shit in, in five years. And hopefully, you know, people aren't making fun of us. In We're 10 hoping. Years. But I mean, that's whatever. If they are, you know what? We're doing what we love doing. You know, you can. Hey, look, we got made fun oh, of yeah. back then. Yeah. Our music and our clothes. Yeah, so exactly. Get out. <laughs> I don't even care. Go take a walk. Yeah, if they want to make fun of me, <laughs> yeah. that's fine. Right. You know, I'm doing what it's I just, love. It's so much fun. And that's exactly right. And that was like the one thing that. But we had said, like, I mean, Brittany and I have been, we've been in this scene and we've been in this scene together for 15 years, 15 some odd years. And like, we just, we've always been friends, but of course, like we just reconnected over this not too long ago. Of like, we did this back in the day during the MySpace days. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, why can't we do it now? Especially the way technology is, because MySpace was even harder. Right, right. So like, let's. Let's do it again. There's so and many more. Yeah, we are. just like you were saying, there's so many more outlets for all of us to get what we're doing out there to to everybody. Like, yeah. take advantage of it. Like, why the hell not? Yeah, we don't have to wait for a MySpace bulletin now. Right, right. Or remember the old like GeoCities AOL pages? Oh my god, I'm going back. That unlocks some memories I forgot. You're going way far back. I know, that crazy dial-up that would happen, that noise. I'm mm. old. So, <laughs> so are we. So speaking of MySpace, <laughs> one of my favorite questions that I love, love to ask any artist, anything that we've got on this show. It got asked of us until alive, uh, but I love asking you. So you obviously know MySpace. You were around during the MySpace days. I got it. Um, can you... <laughs> 
you know, as far as MySpace is concerned, your your song on MySpace was like your personality in a nutshell. The song that you had on your profile. I don't remember. Do you remember oh that? I, if I had one in those days, it must have been My Friends Over You, Newfound Glory. Like, That's if, an amazing one. <laughs> like, yeah. so, I feel I feel like that leads into my question. It was either a newfound glory song or a good Charlotte song. <laughs> so hundred percent. Leading into my leading into that, my question is is if you had MySpace now, what would your profile song be? Well, I mean I am so into the new Mom Jeans record that just came out. I don't know if you've heard it yet. But if I was on MySpace uh -huh. right this second, I would be changing my song to Sugar Rush from Mom Jeans. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, Sugar Rush from Mom Jeans. They literally just put it out like, I think, four or five days ago. But it's so good. <clears throat> Mom Definitely Jeans. Have to check, it out. check it out. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard of them. They're cool. They, they've got like that that Midwest emo twang going on with them, but they've been out for a while. They, they've been, you know, I think they're out of San Diego, um, but they're really, really good. Super, okay. super uh, cool group of dudes. I'll have to check them out. Yeah. Um, check them out. So the song also has worry. horns in it. So it's, it's already a, uh, you know, a win-win with me. There you go. So, Newfound Glory, Good Charlotte. Yes. Uh, those were influences for you back in the day. Are they still now? Of course. I I, I mean, I, anytime they put out a new song, I'm always the first to click on it. I haven't seen anything with Good Charlotte recently, but mm -mm. I think I think um, mm -mm. I think Newfound Glory just put out something like maybe like two or three weeks ago. But they're they're like rocking. They're busy. They don't ever stop. It's super cool. Um, no. when they were, they were just on tour over the summer. I don't know. They were just recently on tour with, uh, with less than Jake. And I went and saw them, uh, in Brooklyn and in Manhattan. That sounds like a dope concert. Um, so that's how I discovered less than Jake was I went to a good Charlotte and newfound glory concert. Hell yeah. And they were like also there. And my dad like, I love him. He's like, this band's fucking awesome. We've got... I'm like, I'm like 13. So, you know, my dad took me to that concert. But yeah, we we discovered them. And we loved them. Yeah. They, they've got so much nostalgia for me. I, I never... Uh... I, I never thought in a million years that I would actually be working with, with any of the people from Less Than Jake. Actually, I, I totally uh, grazed over this, but um, Buddy from, from Less Than Jake, he actually added some additional trombone to the title holder songs. I, I totally forgot that. I feel so stupid for forgetting to mention that. Like, three weeks after we had the recording. That's so dope. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was just weird on its own, like... A couple weeks after the recording sessions, I was just, you know, I'm listening to the songs over and over and over again. And I was like, I feel like I want to hear like more trombone, like, like some, like 
a power, more powerful trombone behind some parts. And I just shot a text to Chris and I was like, yo, is there any possibility that you think Buddy would be down for that? And he just sends me his email and goes, I don't know, ask him. <laughs> and I was like, uh, okay. So I, yeah. So I just attached the song to an email and I was like, hey, buddy, my name is Matt Sullivan. And uh, Chris, your bandmate Chris told me I should reach out. And, and Buddy hit me back and he was like, sure, dude, let's do it. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, so, oh my god, yeah. amazing. So on, what, on some of the title holder that's songs. That's one of those ones where you write in the email and stare at it for like an oh, hour. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Did I word this correctly? Is this right? <laughs> and, then, and then when he emailed me back, like the entire day, I'm just like rereading it. Like, that's Buddy. He's, he's we're, we're basically friends now. Like, we're... we're <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> That's when, you get, that's when you print it off and frame it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. The screenshot of her and Jared's conversation. I was just like, is this, is this yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> but, um, but, but yeah. see, like, I do that even with some of the bands we've just discovered. Like, yeah. some of these new and upcoming bands, like, when people, like, I'll shoot my shot, like, even with upcoming bands, like, newer bands, and I'm like, if they're like, yeah, hell yeah, let's do it, I'm like, what? We're literally this before every interview. Like, we're usually on interviews an people, hour but, earlier. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, you know, it, it never hurts to to be prepared and kind of psych yourself. I do. I I mean, even for this, I I have to have like a couple minutes where I'm like, all right, interview time. Like, <laughs> don't don't be boring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's like. Well, that's how we are, because we're always, like, when we're doing these things, it's like, okay, because obviously most of the personalities and things that we see or how we meet all of you guys is yeah. through TikTok, right, right. which you can see a glimpse of personalities, but then it's like, okay, we're going to get into this interview, and, like, is it going to go really good? Is it going to go really bad? Yeah, like, yeah. How, like, there's so many different things, yeah. and it's just, like, luckily, everybody's been so cool yes. that awesome. we've interacted with yeah, that yeah, it's yeah. made it super easy i love it i love it yeah. um i i whenever i'm doing tiktoks i always like any tiktok that you see me post i probably have been working on it for 15 minutes and screwing it up i'm like all right hey everybody so uh, uh, ah, shit all right hey everybody <laughs> you know <laughs> that's me yeah oh that's yeah me. i kept doing that so that's what i was like you know what? I'm just going to take seven second videos of walls in my house. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel <laughs> so <laughs> stupid every time I get caught to talking to my phone. Like, Danielle will be over there and she's like, oh, oh I'll leave you alone. <laughs> 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 hey, everybody. Yeah, so what do you think is your knows. favorite? I don't even know what's happening. I'm just going to let you say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> be like, okay, got it. I'm following. I'm picking up what you're putting down. I'm just going to sit over here. <laughs> I did a couple at work the oh other day God. and I had to like hide in a corner. I was like, I'm going to just do this and see what happens. And I'm like, please, no one catch me talking to my phone. <laughs> so fun fact, I did that at work. Like I made a TikTok when yeah. I was at work and my office that I sit in is pretty much all windows Yeah. when I'm sitting in my office. So what I did was I climbed under my desk <laughs> at work. Love it. And made a TikTok. Yeah, why not? And my manager 
my manager came in and she was like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm just making TikToks. <laughs> she was like, oh my God. And just walked out and shut the door. I had a rough <laughs> night. <laughs> I'm hungover. <laughs> right. Where's the oh Pepto-Bismol? <laughs> right. So. Let me ask another question. Uh, so the really cool thing that we've had with a lot of our podcasts and stuff too is a lot of the artists that we have had on our show have been asking us to either like, hey, tell this band I said this, or hey, you should ask different bands this question, things like that, kind of just putting things out there. And the other day we we had an interview with um, Friend Circle. Nice. And... Toad's super cool dudes. They're awesome. And they, we were talking about how like we're nervous in interviews and everything else. And they were like, they were like, hey, well, this is like one of the best interviews we've been on. It's been fun. The weirdest interview we were ever in asked us this really weird question. And we've kind of made it uh, our mission now to ask this question in our interviews because it's gotten hilarious responses. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> right. I'm terrible. One of the questions that they got asked was if you could be any sandwich, which would you be? <laughs> Is it wrong that for some reason I just thought of like a hot dog without with all the? It's not a sandwich. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of people get really upset okay, about that. That's another debate. Yeah. <laughs> they said they asked us if you were any sandwich, what would you be? But then they also said, do you consider a hot dog a sandwich? <laughs> So they just, I said, was this whole podcast about food? <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. I think that I would be. Yes, maybe someday. <laughs> well, I had a, a delightful turkey wrap with alfalfa sprouts this afternoon. So I think that that's what I would be. That's I, fancy. I would be, I would be a turkey Swiss with alfalfa sprouts Ooh. and maybe some of that hot relish. Okay. <laughs> Classy and spicy. Is yes. that is that ska? <laughs> <laughs> so oh, talk to me about uh uh talk to me about like so talking about ska and everything. That's kind of a genre that I feel like doesn't get as much as a much as much attention as it deserves. Yeah, what's the deal with um, that? It's like kind of one of those. Yeah, like it's. It, I don't want to say it's like an underground genre, but it's like I feel like it's a very specific fan base mm -hmm. that goes for ska more so than a lot of other things. So, what made you choose to go into the ska realm of things um, versus a different type of genre? Yeah, especially I, knowing some of your influences. Yeah, I. I mean. I was a huge fan of like the late nineties, early two thousands ska punk era, like the third wave of, of, you know, bands like real big fish and less than Jake, obviously big D and the kids table. Um, you know, when the, obviously the boss tones and it was just something that I, I, I was in a situation when I started this band where I kind of wanted to just go back to my roots. I like, I remember when I was like 14, 15 and I heard those bands and I always strived to try to create something like that. I, I had always been in, in pop punk bands from like, you know, freshman year of high school, but I never knew horn players. So I never had an opportunity where I could expand on that and try to, to, to grow a band like that. 
I had played tons of shows throughout growing up in, in on the East Coast in Connecticut with, with a lot of different ska bands. There was a lot of ska bands, Spring Heel Jack. Uh, there was a band called Tip the Van that I played a bunch of shows with back in the day. And I loved them. And it was always, you know, I was always envious of, oh, man, I want a ska band one of these days. And uh, it just never happened. It never worked out. And I knew that it was worth giving it a shot. And when I hooked up with all these guys... Um, you know, when we recorded with, with each other in, in February of 2021, John, who played sax, and Dave, who played trombone, they both walked over to me after the session, and they were like, yo, I know, like, you hired us for this gig, um, but moving forward, we want you to know, like, we're in the band. We don't want, we don't want you to hire us. Like, you show us the songs, and we're there. And it really made me feel really good and it was a super special moment because i knew like i like i had that camaraderie and i was like oh man like these guys are into it everybody's into it everybody's like falling together um matt stewart who's wonderful he's so busy with streetlight manifesto i know that if he wasn't in playing playing in that band he would be on stage with us um but we haven't even moved forward with like trying to figure out how to get trumpet on stage with it all the songs on the record have trumpet on them but we like you know mixed it in so that it's more of a feeling rather than you know a, a featured uh sound on them but mm. i mean i've just i've loved ska forever and then just watching where it's gone recently and in the last couple years you know, um, you know, me discovering the interrupters, you know, you got bands out of, you know, the band, uh, cat bite out of Philly. They're phenomenal. They're blowing up like crazy. And I'm, I'm just, I'm so there for it. I'm so excited to see where this is all going. And I think, you know, just like with pop punk, I think the ska punk revival is on the up and up. And I think we're about to hit the top in the next couple of years. I think, I think it's going to be super special. I like I your thinking. We're we're yeah. there. We're there. We're I like your thinking too. We're there. Now, have you played any live show as title holder yet? Yeah, we did um we did a New Year's Day show uh at Amityville Music Hall in Long Island and that it was really really fun. It was with um John's other band was actually the headliner Keep Flying. They were the headliner. Um, also, Joey Fleming, he performed. He plays in a band called In Her Own Words, uh, another band called Dirty Band-Aid, and another band called Rare Candy. They were, uh, they, they were the, uh, the, the acts. But we were the opening, opening act, Amityville Music Hall, and blew it out of the water. I recorded the whole thing. I've been trying to figure out how to... Um, I've been posting like little like blips of it on social media. Like it, I'll I'll do another one in a, in a day or two. But I always try to like put a couple, um, a couple a couple seconds of it in our story just to like constantly have like relevant content. But yeah, that was a really good show. It was fun. It, you know everything was COVID awesome. safe and everybody was masked up and vaxxed and uh, and we still had I think for our set opening band at seven o'clock i think we had like 65 70 people there so in a small club like that it felt like we were playing to 300 i was on cloud nine for like three days <laughs> that's awesome that's good yeah that serious dose of serotonin oh really i needed it i needed it i needed it i like anytime i'm feeling sad i just like i just watch a video and i'm like oh that's me okay cool i can do this <laughs> <laughs> 
that's awesome. I'm not going to lie. I do that same thing with uh, the podcast videos. Like if I'm having a really shit day, I'll go through and watch some of the, the previous yeah. podcasts. And I'm like, <laughs> right. you're like, I'm okay, I do do this shit. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Right. It's like, I am doing it. Right. I'm, I'm making something of myself. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Now, anytime that you speak of Amity, I'm not going to lie. I think of the Amityville Horror. That's always the first It's right down the street from that club, too. <clears throat> oh, that's terrifying. Yeah, yeah. It's something ocean. Go. <laughs> if you're If you're ever go, if you ever go, where are you based out of? So I'm in Maryland. Cool. I'm in North Carolina. Awesome, awesome. If you ever make your way to Long Island, that's a real long trip. Um, but yeah, the club... Uh, for, Right next to Amityville Music Hall, like right down the street. I remember, I think it was probably like 2016. It was one of the first times I played there. And I looked that up and I was like, we have to go. You know, and you yeah. you go and you, you park outside and you see it for like three seconds. And you're like, okay, that was underwhelming. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, thanks for that. <laughs> it's like, it looked Good cooler on the internet. So maybe not waste the trip. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just watch the Ghost Adventures episode. It's fine. Yeah, it, that'll be enough for me. <laughs> the 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 like cool view from the back where you can like I, you can't even see the like creepy window that's in all the movies anymore. Oh really? Yeah, they they got rid of all of it. They got a big sign out front that says like you know please don't try to come into our house. We're a family now, <laughs> which is messed up. Like <laughs> why why wouldn't you go into that house? Wait, what? Do I actually live there? Yeah, yeah. What? No, 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 no. Yep, true story. No, it wouldn't be me. <laughs> Absolutely not. True no. story. Yep. That's so crazy. They live. They live out there. That's terrifying. Everybody likes. So, talk house. to us about what's right. What's uh? What's next for title holder? Like, what can we expect for twenty twenty two? We know we've got um, the new music and everything releasing out towards. Um, in the spring. Yeah. So what else do we have for 2022? 2022 is going to be a busy year. So let me bring up my flyer real quick so I don't screw this up. Um, so what are you scheming? Oh, I'm, we're scheming. I am always wheeling and dealing me and these <laughs> fellas. Um, so yeah, we're right now. I'm just like putting together the pieces with getting this EP out. Basically, we're going to release this one last song um, with the title track, Story of My Life, and we're going to repackage that on all the digital distribution networks um, so that, you know, we have a physical or we, we have a digital album. Hopefully, by the end of this year, I want to have that pressed into some vinyl just because when we're playing more shows, I want to have some of that to... Um, to be able to hand out, I think uh, a lot of people have been asking online if vinyl's available and with how long it takes to order that and, you know, the demand not being very high right now. I'm not pulling the trigger on it just yet. I want to wait till, you know, there's a little more buzz around what's going on with title holders so that I can get that ordered and, and do all that. Um, April 23rd. There's a wonderful festival just outside of Philadelphia called This Is Not Croydon Fest 3. And I am so, 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 so stoked that I have gotten us on this this gig. Um, 
the bands that are on this, the Pie Tasters, Mustard Plug, Mephiscopheles, Spring Heel Jack, Catbite, Jay Navarro and the Traders, the best of the worst, and yours truly, title holder, opening the day. Um, it's at this place called Broken Goblet Brewery, and it is in Bensalham, Ben Salem. Oh my God, Ben, ben Salem, Pennsylvania. Um, but that's going to be a really, really special show, uh, like a proper stage, you know, not like a little club. It's like a big, big, mm -hmm. big, big room. Um, going back in the studio in May, first week of May, we're going to be recording with Nick, Nick Brzee's again. Um, I'm actually linking up with Chris, I think the end of this month to start working on a couple new songs. I've got, I've got a whole whiteboard that I can't show you because my room looks disgusting over there, but there's about 14 more songs that are ready to go. And Chris and myself, um, last week of this month in March, uh, we're going to sift through those songs and we're going to pick seven that are going to get ready for the studio. First week of May, I'm going to hit the studio with Nick Brzee's and we're going to rock out and do that. And then I start writing and directing all the music videos. So all that's happening. Um, you know, obviously, you know, after I, I have this back surgery coming up, so I think I might use some of that time to uh, write out concepts. I already have like a notepad in my phone. Anytime I'm listening to one of my demos, I'm always thinking about what the music video could be. And I have like all these like really out there, like my concepts always start as this music video that I'm going to need like $10,000 for. And then I have to like, like reel it in and I'm like, okay, what can I do with $1,000? <laughs> you know? So, um, I'm working on the concepts Falling for... on a budget. <laughs> oh, you, aren't we all? Aren't we all? Um, I'm working on the concepts for three new videos that we'll film this year. Most likely we'll film two, uh, summer, fall, and maybe one in the winter. But we're going to, you know, roll out all that stuff and then hopefully just get more shows on the books. I want to play more. It's really like, it's hard booking shows. Um, I mean, obviously this, this time of... of you know, the, where we're, you know, the time that we're living in right now is, is tough with COVID and stuff like that. But, um, I just, I, I want to link up with more, more ska punk acts that make sense for title holder to be on. Um, I'm getting a lot of offers on shows, but I'm trying to be smart about the shows that I play. I don't want to just say yes to everything because there's, you know, there's so many, amazing clubs and there's amazing small bars that all want to book us but i want to like i want to make it a special occurrence when we play a show for this you know first year that we're doing things so that it really makes it like an exciting experience for people to come out and also i just want to make sure that the full lineup of guys that i have working with me right now are all available you know with john and, right. and dave and and um our guitar player andrew and even our bass player joey and and drummer chase they all play in so many different bands that, you know, you know, my, one of my biggest jobs as like, you know, band leader is like really like, you know, working at a schedule for everybody. So I'm looking at where, when everybody's on tour and going, okay, uh, I think we can get together in July. That is everybody good with July 3rd, you know, stuff like that. Right. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah. So that's 2022. That's exciting. It sounds like you have a lot of things. Well, kudos to all of you for being in so many different projects and pumping out so much like 
amazing quality stuff. I know. <laughs> One day I will be able to poach them all from all of their projects and keep them just for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm working towards. I was gonna it. say I think it's interesting now that like there's so many people who are like in like the projects that we're like we're talking about and we're interviewing, but they also have so many opposite projects. Yeah. Yes. Of different things, like uh, when we were talking to the Never After prime mm-hmm. example, talking to the Never After, their lead singer Connor is in a post hardcore band. Yeah. Outside of that, and they're an emo pop punk band. Mm-hmm. So, like, it never after is. So, it's like everybody's got all these different things, and like, you have this other project. Yeah. If we can talk about that a little bit, of course. The other project that you that you're in. So, tell us, like, is that does is your side project in relation to title holder as far as genre is concerned, or is that something else completely off the wall? Oh, totally. I, I'm the the band card reader. So, my buddy Tom, I've been in bands with Tom for five or six years i i met tom on craigslist i was when i moved to new york i moved to new york in 2012 (laughs) and i think it was like 2014 i had started a recording studio with some friends in brooklyn and i was like really just hurting to be in a band and this you know i'm on youtube and i'm looking up like long island and, and and queens bands and stuff like that and i I come across this this fun like easy core band called Legend of You and it was my buddy Tom's band and I auditioned to play bass for them and I got the role and I just you know throughout the years of playing with them in different projects I always kept in touch with him and when that band broke up I was just always such a big cheerleader of everything that he did um and it, he's just such a great guy and I always just loved his point of view of how he wrote songs. He always, like, whenever I would ask Tom, like, you know, what, what does this song even mean anyways? He would always have such an, a matter of fact and like great explanation of, of like, Oh, well this song is about when you're battling your mental health and the, the, the trials and tribulation. And I would, and I would just be like, I love how you just answered that. That's amazing. And so it's actually like January of 2020. So it was before I was even thinking about title holder stuff. Tom had recorded a couple songs with this new project that he made called Card Reader. And I heard the songs because he recorded them with Nick Brzee. So they they already sounded amazing. And I just said to Tom, I texted him, I was like, yo, I love your new music, but I think your band name is weird. Like, what does Card Reader mean? Are you talking about like a credit card? <laughs> and he just starts laughing and he goes, no, bro. So check this out. I went and I saw a tarot card reader and she told me to never pursue music because it's never going to happen for me. And I looked at her and I said, screw that. And when he said that, I went, I love that. Dude, if you need a bass player, call me. And he goes, I'll hit you up. And he sent me the songs and we started to work together. And then the pandemic hit and all the shows he had lined up got canceled. So that was the origin of, of, of all that. But, you know, Card Reader, we went on to, um, you know, when I joined the band later that year, we went back into the studio with Nick and we recorded uh, the Mental Scars EP, which was, you know, it, it's still on a small potatoes level. But we, we entered a, a, a contest, um, this website called Interstate Music out of Milwaukee. Uh, we sent them the music video and they chose us to be like the best artist of 2020. 
and we won like we're we're now brand ambassadors through interstate music they flew us out to milwaukee we played this live stream it was like you know like first class living like rock stars for a week it was it was so bizarre for me i I felt like i had imposter syndrome the entire time i was like you really like you like this like Okay, cool. You know, we had all these interviews. We had to like, we had to like take pictures with our instruments and, and, and like, you know, they're going to be in like a magazine for them. So we would be like, Hey, this is Matt with card reader and I'm here with Fender playing a P bass. (laughs) So there's all sorts of nonsense floating around. And, um, I actually, I was just like joking with the guys because they're doing another interstate music contest. And I was like, card reader already won. So I'm, I'm submitting title holder and we'll see what (laughs) happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, there, there's a 2021 or 2022, uh, interstate music awards. Maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll be the best band of 2022. We'll see. How awesome would that be? I'm, I'm crossing my fingers. Um, so we've talked and you, you've brought this up a couple of times, so I want to touch on it and we don't have to talk about it. You can tell me no, but, um, you keep talking about the mental health side of things. Yeah. Like mental health is kind of what has grabbed you in on a lot of things, um, especially with different projects and things, explanations sure. is, is mental health something that you incorporate into your music now? Like, is that a, a strong suit, like a strong point for you or is that just, I don't know how to really put it another way. Something that just is attention grabbing for no, you. No, I, I I feel you. I I mean absolutely. Um, I don't. I'm I'm not very literal in my my exploration of mental health in a lot of my songs. Um, I mean, one of the songs that I can say is absolutely you know 100 percent a, a a an ode to to you know kind of being in the moment and and paying respect to your mental health is the song hanging by a thread. Um, I mean, I, I think we all deal with that, you know? So, um, I'm trying to just put, I I try to put it into words that are, are relatable for everybody. I have so many different renditions of how my lyrics go before I find like the final one, you know, I'm always, somebody who is super emo with my lyrics i'll write something that i'm like i can't nope nobody should ever hear this as a song um and i try to kind of look through that but i mean the the lyrics in 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 hanging by a thread you know very the 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 chorus line is this uh you know this all could fall apart at any moment everything's just hanging by a thread i think that's something that i've literally said you know to like people every day throughout my life at some point like hey how's everything going man dude i'm just hanging by a thread i'm 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 going through some shit i'm trying to just navigate like whatever my brain is doing right now um but i mean i try to not always dress it i i try to dress it up so that it's not as obvious and some things can be kind of open to interpretation but i mean mental health is definitely something that you know we all deal with and i try to I try to not just like make it about every song, but yeah, it's, it's everywhere. You know, we're all, we're all working through that. Oh yeah. Tommy though, Tommy with card reader. He's, he's, I, I, I love, I love everything that he does with, with his lyrics and um, you know, especially even that song mental scars like that was that when, 
I recorded that song. I recorded the bass and I didn't know what the lyrics were to it yet. I just knew the melody and I knew the rhythm and I knew what I had to play. And when we were in the studio and he was singing the words, I got like teary eyed because I was like, oh my God, this is really good. Like, I love where you're going with this. He, you know, that whole entire song, Mental Scars, is all about you battling your demons. And you didn't need him to explain that, you know, you could listen to the song and you could be like, Oh, I get exactly where he, what he's talking about with this. I'm a little more cryptic with my lyrics. Um, sometimes too, when I'm writing stuff for title holder, I'll be in a situation where I kind of like mumble and, and I'll hum stuff. And then I try to kind of like fill in the blank with words. And then I try to look at those words and I'm like, how can I make this a sentence that friggin' makes sense? <laughs> so I don't always know that I'm going to be writing about mental health or I'm going to be writing about, you know, a best friend or I'm going to be writing about a relationship until I start to really kind of sit back and look at the, what I'm going with. But there you go. Yeah, I feel like it's also one of those things that it and it's for really every musician is certain things that you write help you kind of process things that you're going through without physically being like, hey, this shit sucks. Right. But it's like, hey, let me make let me make this song helps me process it. I know what it's about. Not everybody else does, but somebody else might be able to relate to it. Right. Right. And I think that's where music has really made a difference for a lot of people, especially when it comes to that. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. I mean, it's, um, it's always a, a fun situation too. Like when I, when I have like this backlog of, of songs that I've got ready to go and I just want to get them recorded. I always like, I always joke with, with my friends and, and I'm like, I feel like I'm like musically constipated right now because until these songs get recorded and released, like I can't make any new shit until this stuff is out and gone. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, I'm backed up right now. So please donate to my Kickstarter so I can get the full length done so I can start making new stuff. Because I can't unless it's done and I need to get it out. I need to get it out. Come on. Um, so if you could have your ideal tour, like if you could do a tour, this could be any any artist ideal tour for you who would that be right now obviously I, title holder i would love to be the opening slot on like goldfinger less than jake interrupters tour if that existed that would be the greatest thing in the world for me that would be dope i want title holder i saw goldfinger with good charlotte yes me too in like 2002 I still yep. have the ticket yep. stub. Uh, that was... I have the ticket stub somewhere. Right. It was, it was, hold on, hold on, hold on. It was Midtown, Mest, Good Charlotte, Goldfinger, and I think Real Big Fish. The one that I went to Mest was Mest uh, Eve 6, Goldfinger, Ooh, and Good Charlotte. Love it. Oh, yes. I remember was I was like waiting so in line good. outside of the club in Connecticut and I saw like John Feldman from Goldfinger like get out of his tour bus and I was just like, hey, John. And he looked back and I was like, like, I was like afraid to make eye contact with him. I was like, oh, that wasn't me. 
And then I went on <laughs> eBay. I went I went on eBay years later and I actually bought an autographed picture of John Feldman that was probably not signed by him really, but I paid twenty dollars for it. <clears throat> oh well. I mean that's fair. That's fine. Um I mean that was that concert was actually when I mess, met Tony Lovato from Mess. I love him. Before uh, he killed somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't seen too much. Although Mess has made a comeback, have they? Kind of. They just dropped a new album. What? <laughs> yeah. What? Guess who else did that we had no idea about? Who was freaking Limp Biscuit? Oh, I, I knew. I knew about the Limp Biscuit one. <laughs> we did not. Dude, we did not. I have no idea. We did not. Twenty seventeen. Mest has got a new. CD. I'm calling them CDs too. Look at that. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking it up right now because I'm I'm gonna listen to this right now. Up on the rooftop. Yeah, they were. They just dropped a whole bunch of new stuff, and they were getting ready to tour again. Dude. You know, because it was all over Facebook for a while. I um, you, you know, the band. Um, what is it? Broadside. You know the band Broadside. Yes. So one of the guys. They're touring with this wildlife. Yes. Yes. So. One of the guys, and the, home the, team. the old guitar player, filled in on guitar for Mest, and I remember I for like I don't I I obviously like internet stalked him to find to make friends with him, but I was like, how did you get the Mest gig? Because I just wanted it. Like I was like, like he's from Chicago. Mest is from Chicago. There's no way that this dude from the like New York was gonna like be able to just cold call Mest and get on that. But I was like so I was like, dude, if I just like make friends with this guy, I'll be able to play play for Mest on their next tour. So, you know, that being said, uh Tony Lovato, if you're listening, uh I'd like to throw my my, my hat my name in the hat for uh, you know, guitar if you need a, a player. I know all those songs front to back. Tony, do it. Come on, Tony. <laughs> It's all up to you, bud. Mess was such a vibe back in the day. I, such a vibe. Like, fucked up kid, Cadillac. Like, my AIM screen name was Lost, Broken, Confused, yes. 17. I, I loved, uh, you know what's funny? My my buddy Johnny, um, his cousin Ben is in the hotel room video. It was like a, a compilation of all their really? live shows. And there's like this one part where you see like this dude with this giant nose like grab the mic and sing the do you think you know the way i feel and it's it's my my buddy's cousin he used to we were all 15 and he was probably 21 22 he used to like take all of us to every single mess show and he would give us all t-shirts that said Hartford hardcore and we would all get a t-shirt and we would show up to mess shows as like a gang of emo white kids <laughs> and 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 we would every single show we would that was in connecticut we would all show up and by like the second or the third year when we went we went to a mess show tony would go where are my guys at harford hardcore at and he would know who we were and we would all be like Ooh, what's up dude so i have history with mess if it, if oh if you want to hire I me, I, I'm I have a cheap day rate and I know all your songs. Yes, Tony Lovato, hire Matt Sullivan of of title holder. If I'm available, I got a we'll lot of stuff it. going on. Do it. 
he'll make himself available for mess. Very possible. <laughs> At the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're coming up on the hour mark for the interview. So, Matt, thank you so much for coming out here and hanging out with us. It was a pleasure getting to talk with you. Um, and thank you for you've been with us since the beginning, literally. Uh, I think you were levels. one of the first conversations we had when we first started out doing all of this. So. Thank you for coming on our show, ladies and gentlemen. We've got Matt Sullivan here from Title Holder. You can find Title Holder on uh, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. They're a little bit of everywhere. Um, so please go everywhere. check them out. If you go and check them out, please tell them that the Elder Emo Hour sent you. Um, but again, Matt, thank you so much. <laughs> we appreciate you so much. Uh, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this was Matt from Title Holder. <laughs>